All right, what is going on? What is happening? Welcome into Sports Betting Daily. How are we doing on a Tuesday? Let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to get to some of these news stories recently. Players, coaches, <laughs> betting on sports. And we should have anticipated this happening, right? A lot of people out there and the law of large numbers says, hey, some of them are going to be dumb, get involved with this stuff. And we should have expected this. What I didn't expect was the results and what's being reported for how these players, whether it's, I mean, what was it? I don't want to misname anyone because I don't have all the names here, but the Arizona Cardinals receiver who was suspended for a year. We now have this Indianapolis Colts player. There have been several college players. There have been college coaches. A lot of people in the sport or in sports have been caught betting these last couple of years. Now, I think that's going to reduce, but what I'm interested in is the results. What I'm interested in is how are they doing? You know, what are these articles who are quoting these players, coaches, you know, trainers, How are they doing when they bet? Because the common sentiment out there in the public is if you know the sport very well or you're in the sport, you're probably going to do a better job betting on that sport. That's what a lot of people think. But for a while now in my whole career, what I've found personally is that when I work with people who claim to be experts, I'm an NHL expert, I'm an MLB expert, I watch every game, I I never miss a highlight, I'm all the... They are always the worst at this. And the same thing is repeating itself here. Whether it's players or coaches, you look at the results. The average household is supposed to be about 5%. And they're not that detailed in the reporting, but none of them are doing well. Like all of these experts who play the game, right? All these people, the players, coaches, they're all doing terrible betting sports. So I want to talk about why that is. And we're going to go back to a concept that we talked about last week, which is narrative. And I believe that narrative is the pollution of truth. Okay. Now, here's the issue is as human beings, we can't escape the narrative. There's a great article on medium.com that talks about, quote, the science behind storytelling. Our brains are hardwired for narrative. Now we're finally starting to understand why. That's that's the article, uh, the, the title. The science behind storytelling. Our brains are hardwired for narrative. Now we're finally starting to understand why. That's a medium.com article. You can read it for yourself if you want. But the, the gist is human beings were from our early, early ancestors, we were meant to be storytellers. It's essentially how we stayed alive, right? Human beings had to create narratives. And the narrative is like, if you see the bushes, you know, well, whatever, like, like, let's not, I'm not a biologist here, but it's like, if you see the bushes ruffling, well, that's likely to be a, you know, bad creature. Those who didn't storytell or have the ability to create narratives were essentially lost as humans and they died off. So, Human beings, narrative and storytelling has always been a huge part of who we are. Now, right, then you could storytell to to protect your kids, but then it became the passing down of generations, and then it became a religious thing, and we're not going to get into that, but humans have always stayed alive and had an advantage in our storytelling. It's like part of who we are. We are literally hardwired to storytell, just like birds are supposed to fly, like chameleons are supposed to change their colors. It defines much of who the human being is. So... I think that this is bad because when we're trying to discover the truth for anything, specifically sports and sports betting, it's hard for us to see past narrative. And this actually, let's not just talk about sports betting. This applies for daily life. This applies for relationships. This applies for politics. This applies for sports betting. This applies for everything in life. We decide how we feel about something long before we know we've decided how we feel about something. There was a great study done on a YouTube channel called Vsauce. I think it's a great channel. And they have a, a little series on there called Mindfield. So it's the Vsauce Mindfield series. And on there, on one of the episodes they did, they talked about how the subconscious 
knows things before our conscious mind does. And they were able to, to create this device. They could essentially read people's minds. And these people who, who participated in the experiment were blown away. They go, how the fuck does this machine know I'm going to make a decision before I know I'm going to make this decision? And the reason is if, if you hook a whole bunch of things up to the, to the brain and, and you can track the, uh, track the electrical activity and the neural firing in the brain, what they noticed is the subconscious would make decisions a split second before the conscious mind. So this thing would go off and tell these people what they would do before they do it, and that's how. The subconscious largely decides what we're going to do, and then our prefrontal cortex and our aware mind then catches up later. This is a known thing in human biology, and I believe if you're going to be a good sports better, I think you have to know all this stuff. You have to know how humans work, why we make decisions that we do, the biology, the the, the, physio, the the physiology, all this stuff. I believe truly it's important. Some of you may not. Some of you may think, what the hell does this have to do with football? But I think this is all important, learning how we make decisions. So my point here is, with this whole Vsauce thing in the subconscious, we all do this. Everyone, I do this. That's why I don't bet with my opinions. I bet with my computer. If I bet on my opinions, I wouldn't be, I would be you know, just as good as all of you listening right now. So I believe that it's very, very important that we understand that we kind of have this bias, that we have this built-in mechanism that doesn't allow us to see things clearly as is. Like, that's just how everyone's built. That's how it, it is, okay? That's how it is to be a human being. So we can actually benefit from this because we can know this, use this, and not go against what we think necessarily, just do the opposite, but be more aware when we rush to decisions, you know? Um, let's give an example. I think on ESPN, they, they perpetuate a lot of this nonsense, right? You'll watch ESPN and ESPN, I don't blame them because it's not their job to come up with good sports betting angles. It's their job to create narratives and come up with interesting stuff people will watch. They're worried about ratings and advertising dollars. So our, our, our focuses are misaligned. I'm worried about getting good information, winning games. That's why I don't watch ESPN or sports center, but a lot of people out there do who are sports fans. So they get polluted with this stuff. Like an example would be ESPN comes on and they go, Oh, Team A, you know, whoever it is, Team A cannot win on the road. Team A is 0-4 their last four games, 0-4 against the spread. Every time they go on the road, they are horrible, right? Well, of the 200,000 people watching that sports center, you know, maybe 10%, maybe 20,000 will now repeat this at work. They'll walk away and this will be part of their narrative. They will perpetuate this idea. And then they talk about it and they talk about it and then, then becomes the reality, quote unquote. Or what people think is the reality. It's like, oh, of course Team A sucks on the road. Everyone knows that, right? And then what happens next week? If Team A is on the road, what happens? Everyone bets against Team A because they suck on the road. Well, if they lose and don't cover, they go, see? See, I told you, that team sucks. Look, we just won money, bet against them. And if that team happens to win or cover, it's like, well, we're unlucky. Yeah, they suck on the road. They happen to win this one, but we'll get them next week. And you'll bet against them next week. You know, People do this with, with Baker Mayfield. I'm guessing right now, most people listening, almost all of you, have your mind made up on Baker Mayfield. And you're either you think he's underrated or overrated. Probably most of you think he's way overrated. So let's say Baker Mayfield beats out Kyle Trask and wins the starting job in Tampa. Let me tell you right now, Tampa and Chicago play week two. I think it's, uh, who's the home team there? Let's pull this up real quick. I just had this up. All right, so week two, uh, which is September 17th here. Um, let's see. Chicago at Tampa. Chicago's favorite, minus one and a half on the road, okay? So here's what's going to happen, is if you don't like Baker Mayfield, Tampa Bay at plus one and a half, you're not going to bet on, you're probably going to take Chicago minus one and a half if you're going to bet on this game, right? But a lot of people, they wouldn't bet on the, on the Buccaneers, whether it was plus one and a half or plus three or plus seven or plus 10. You know, all those lines are just going to go, ah, but Baker Mayfield sucks. See, that's what I'm, I'm talking about. 
we all know Baker Mayfield is not the best quarterback in the league. I'm not even saying he's a good quarterback. But the Tampa Bay Buccaneers should not be plus seven and a half at home to Chicago, even if Chicago had Aaron Rodgers, right? That's, that, that's well, actually, probably not the best example, but that's crazy to say, right? Tampa Bay, plus one and a half, probably a good line. My point is, when we all bet on narrative, a lot of people will say, yeah, I'm not betting on Tampa because they have Baker Mayfield, regardless of the line. When it's, it's about the value, not these stupid narratives. So many people out there would pass betting on Baker Mayfield team at plus seven just because it's Baker Mayfield. When my point is, it's about the value. It's about the price. It's not about the stupid narrative. So that honestly, getting back to the point of of today's show, that's why I think that athletes and coaches are so bad at sports betting. They get caught up in this shit. They get caught up in these narratives and these little things that are, that are, that seem to be true about the league, but couldn't be more far, you know, couldn't be further from the truth. So I think that that's why when we see all these players, I mean, who was it? Was it, uh, uh, was it DeAndre Hopkins? Uh, Ezra Seaver. Let's see here. It was, you know, look at this. University of Stanley Ben Hill was one of five players recently punished. I can't even find one. Oh, Calvin Ridley. It was Calvin Ridley. Jesus Christ. This is my point, though. I type in Arizona receiver suspended for betting and some other person comes up because, you know, this is rampant. This is all over the place. But I was thinking of Calvin Ridley, whoever you, whoever this you know player is, Isaiah Rogers, I think, for the Colts, the Alabama coach, all these, you know, college athletes. They're all terrible at sports betting. Why? because they rely too heavily on narrative or they subconscious, they don't even know they're doing it. They just are in this world and all the stuff that gets perpetuated out there is generally wrong, right? Or at least not to the full truth. See, people overreact in media with these narratives. It's always an overreaction. When, when a team plays well, it's, oh, they're great. That's the best team ever. When a team plays bad, oh, they're horrible. They suck. It's like most teams aren't great or suck. Most teams are right in the middle. Most players aren't, aren't Hall of Famers and they don't suck. Most players are right in the middle. But if you go to the, your local bar, you're going to get the opposite. You're going to get the extremes. People suck or they're, they're, they're amazing. And that's how people bet. So the more you, you incorporate narrative, the worse you're going to do. And if you think, oh, I watch ESPN, I know this sport well, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to do well betting. So that right, does it for today's show. Appreciate everyone listening. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow. We have, we'll have a good little one coming up where we answer your questions from Twitter. So we'll talk to you then right here on Sports Betting Daily.